Welcome to the Holistic Health Duo Show with your hosts, Vanessa and Thanos. Counselor, naturopath, nutritionist, herbalist, acupuncturist. We work with clients all around Australia and in Europe, assisting them on their health and wellness journey. Here on the show, we'll be talking all things holistic health and wellness, parenting, mindfulness, meditation, nutrition, and much more. We'll be sharing health truths, tips, and recommendations to inspire you to start living your best life possible. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Health Duo Show. On today's episode, we have Sally Jane Douglas. She is a women's empowerment mentor and women's embodiment coach with 15 years experience working with and supporting women. Through her signature online group programs, Sally compassionately guides women to reconnect with their intuition, to step into their power and to unleash a pleasure-filled life of their dreams. Sally's greatest joy is facilitating women to overcome their fears and doubts and witnessing them develop self-trust and self-belief, to lead their lives with confidence and clarity. Living her own life heart-led, Sally fiercely embodies all she teaches as she supports women to feel deeply, live fearlessly, and love wholeheartedly in their own lives too. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's dive in. Hi, Sally. Welcome to our show. Thank you for being here today. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. I always like to start off um, our episodes with asking our guests, what is one thing that you love to do for Mm. self-care? I love lots of things, but I think my favourite thing is probably waking up for sunrise. Um, if I feel like waking up, which I often do. Um, I can see it from my bedroom, but I love, I live right on the beach, so I really love going outside and watching it. And it's just this, like, the stillness of the morning. It feels so sacred and really rejuvenating and nourishing for me. So I would say that's probably my favourite self-care that I practice nearly every day. Oh, I absolutely love that. So lovely, (laughs) especially if you're across from the beach. It's even more spectacular. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm so grateful. So um, I wanted to speak a little bit about first what you do. So you're a women's empowerment coach, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so you help guide women to be more confident and connected to their power and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about this? Yeah. Um, so for I think nearly 15 years now I've worked um in the area of women's empowerment um, in various, I guess, capacities through counselling, mentoring, um, capacity building in Australia, outside of Australia, um, international development, all of the, all of the things. Um, but, yeah, my passion is supporting women and really guiding women to step into their own self-empowerment. Um, I'm a firm believer that we don't imp- empower somebody else, that we can be the facilitator and the guide and the light and all of that to support somebody to step into their own self-empowerment. Um, and really that means to me is being the leader of our own lives, um, not feeling like we need to outsource to other people to make decisions or people-pleasing or lacking that self-confidence and self-belief. Um, so, yeah, that's just like what I'm super passionate about and nothing makes me happier than just witnessing women step into that that power and that inner power, that feminine power, um, 
which is within. You know, it's not external, it's not power over another. It's this power within ourselves to know that we've got ourselves, who we are, love who we are, embrace who we are and accept all of who we are as well. Um, so I guess that's kind of the women's empowerment piece. Um, and then I do like feminine embodiment um, support as well, which kind of taps into the pleasure side of things where we can, living in this very masculine dominated world um, and society, um, we've all taken on more of the masculine, I guess, dynamics to move through the world and move through life as we're supposed to according to society. Um, and so the feminine um, aspects and characteristics have very, really been suppressed or neglected or just not celebrated whatsoever or acknowledged. Um, and we have so much power within the feminine. Um, and so harnessing that and embodying that and connecting with that, whether it be intuition, our emotions, you know, these types of things, um, and then our pleasure as well. And so when women are in a state of pleasure, it's actually really healing fast. It's good for our hormones. It's good for so many things. And it really improves our quality of life. So bringing our power and pleasure together um, in that aspect, we can really feel empowered in the kind of feminine way, if that makes sense, kind of how I, yeah. how I see it. Um, yeah. Oh, that all sounds so wonderful. And <laughs> I think it's so true. Like I know when I work with my clients that I always remind them that you are your own guru and I am here as a support for you and to help guide you, but you ultimately have, you know, the control over your actions and your beliefs and what you choose to do with this information and how you choose to live your life. So I really love that you kind of view it in that way as well. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think it's like it would be disempowering for us to take away that power and be like, I'm going to fix you and I'm going to do this for you. And like we can't, like even if even if we wanted to, I don't think you and I would want to. Like it takes no. away from somebody to step into that and claim that and own that and, yes. yeah, really feel that for ourselves or themselves, I should say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Beautiful. You mentioned the feminine power um, and the feminine energy and this is something that I think um, a lot of people might not be so aware of what it really means to have or to um, harness your feminine energy. And I feel mm. that um, sometimes we have this idea, if we're not educated around it, that if you're, I'm a female, therefore I have feminine energy. If I'm a male, I have male energy. But mm. you actually, in fact, have both. Do you want to yep. talk a little bit about that? Because it can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we do believe that, yeah, when we think, when we speak of masculine, we're speaking of men and we speak of feminine, we're speaking of female. However, that isn't the case and there's more than female and male um, identifying people in the world. So it's really just an energy that we all have or two energies. It's looking at like polarity and duality and we learn through contrast. So these, it's not like we can find, oh, there it is in my shoulder, the feminine energy, and we pull it out, and here is, you know, in my butt, the masculine, like it just doesn't work <laughs> like that. It's really just um, characteristics and qualities um, that we all that we all have and that we can all access. However, like I said, we live in a very patriarchal society and world, so the masculine um, characteristics, energy, um, aspects of ourselves are more celebrated which is more of the doing achieving um goal orientated linear kind of um tick the boxes get the get the house get the partner get the dog get the kid get the mortgage get the you know all the things and then pay tax and there you go good job yeah. very good member of society yeah. um 
And so it kind of neglects the more feminine aspects, um, which many women may um, embody or um, have more of. Yes, that can be true that we do, um, but not all, not always. It's not 100%, but we all have both. So the feminine is more of like the nurturing, the the cyclical, the feeling, the um, the energy, the intuition, um, the connection. Like the feminine really desires connection and, and collaboration, whereas the masculine is more like competitive, and we can see that out in the world as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it's just different different approaches and different ways of being, which we don't just have to choose one or the other because, like you said, we're both and we have it all. Um, but it's just leaning into and embracing what actually feels more natural, not just how our world at this point in time operates, which is you're independent, you go out, you do stuff for yourself, you succeed, and you you know elbow people out the way, you get to the top, you make more money, you et cetera, et cetera, and you compete with people. Like if someone's got the same business as you, you're in competition, these types of things, which isn't really how many of us want to operate these days. And we're seeing um, and we're hearing, you know, the rise of the feminine and these types of um, phrases, which is really a, a shifting of the of the paradigm, of the perspective, of the society where we're embracing more collaboration. We're embracing more feeling rather than just thinking and doing. We're embracing more intuition and trust, self-trust rather than just, okay, strategy, we must do it this way. So this is just a kind of shift of thankfully and gratefully, um, hopefully, our world that we are embracing that a lot more and then that's obviously giving us um, more access to embrace it within ourselves, which for many and particularly women, I work with women, um, embracing that and reconnecting with that side of ourselves really feels supportive, nourishing um, and and natural for many of us, not all of us, but because we all have both. It's like we can't just neglect one side of anything, right? Yeah. We can't just neglect the side of a coin. Like it's got the other side, it's there. If we, we can just not look at it, but it's still there and it just doesn't work that way. So when we can embrace all of us and then um, bring these energies together in harmony and harness both of them, um, we can live a more harmonious life and feel like more connected with ourselves and then with others. Yeah, yeah. So there are moments, I suppose, in our throughout our day, throughout our life, that we will need to draw on uh, some of the energies, like some, one of the energies, more than the other. Mm. Is that sort of how it works? So, like, if you're um, working on a project, for example, you might need your feminine energy to come in where you need your intuition and your creation and all that kind mm. of stuff to step in. But then to get the actual project going, you might need that masculine energy to step in. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, um, the creativity is the feminine. That's yes. why so we can use that. But then if we're just all in the feminine, we're just creating and we're flowing, then we're not going to get anything done. We're not going to get the launch done. We're not going to get it out there. We're not going to be able to speak yeah. about it and those types of things which are more of the masculine energy. So, yes, it yeah. is embracing the both and weaving them together. Exactly. We need both. That example is perfect to show that we need both. Yes, yeah. I feel personally, um, and I've used this in um, an example in other podcasts as well that when you know since becoming a mother I felt the feminine energy become a lot stronger so my intuition got louder and you know there was um this kind of natural uh more of an awareness but also this natural kind of thing to create boundaries and mm -hmm. to like a protection and and you know I was just listening to it more so it definitely got louder is that something that you hear from your clients too 
Mm, yeah, well, you've probably heard of mother's intuition, you know, that is when you know what's wrong with your baby. If, even if the doctor's saying something and someone else is saying something else, yeah. like, no, I know there's something wrong or I know they need this. Um, but then we get things in our ears from, or, you know, every single book or every single mm-hmm. other person who's saying, no, do this, do this, do this, do this, and there's all these other things and then we're neglecting that mother's intuition. So that's exactly what um, what you're speaking of. And it yeah. is super powerful and it is that knowing. It is it's this like quiet whisper. It's not like aggressive and loud kind of like the, the inner critic that yells at us, yes. so to speak. Um, so it is that just gentle knowing of tapping into that intuition and it does absolutely, it's going to get louder when you're, um, yeah, mothering for sure. Yeah. So because we're living in more of like a patriarchal kind of society and we are, most of us are sort of using our masculine energy a lot of the time because we're hustling, we're grinding, all these terms that get thrown around and a lot yeah. of expectations get placed on us of what we should be doing and how much we should be doing every day. So when you talk about, um, connecting to the power of the feminine and educating that to your clients. What does that look like and what does it really mean? Mm, yeah, well, it's the opposite of the hustle and the grind and the push. Yeah. So it's listening to our bodies. And if you're a menstruating woman, then we're cyclical. So we don't have the same hormones as a male-bodied human. We don't operate in a 24-hour cycle. We operate in a 28-day cycle. So the way that a man will cycle his hormones will be 24 hours. So that means that every day at 6 a.m. he can get up and go pump weights at the gym. And then at 6 o'clock at night he's coming down and, you know, needing some rest, rejuvenation and goes to sleep, his hormones rejuvenate, and then back again, 6 a.m., back at the gym. Yes. For um Female, female-bodied people, we don't, we're not able to do that. We don't have the same cycles. Like that 24-hour cycle is 28 days. So we have weeks where we're at the highest um, energy levels and hormone levels where we can go to the gym, we can pump out like weights. Yes. Um, we, of course, we always can. It's not that we physically can't. It's just that it's not supportive to our system, right? So we want to be able to listen when the body is saying, okay, rest, stay in bed. Like I said at the start of this interview, and like I get up most days to go to sunrise, but if I don't feel like it and I want to stay in bed, then I'm not going to be like, well, Sally, this is what you do. You must get up and go and watch the sunrise. That is the push. Um, yeah. So it's listening to the body. Um, so during menstruation, for example, then which I am right now, I didn't get up this morning, but I can see it from my bed. So I was laying in bed um, watching the sunrise there. So I'm honouring the rest that my body's calling for right now. So that's kind of the downtime for um, <clears throat> during menstruation is to rest. And we really, really, really need to rest during menstruation. So then we have more peak energy throughout the rest of our cycle. So things like this to understand how we work, Um, even though the world is saying, you know, just keep going and use a tampon, for example, if I'm just Mm. specifically speaking about um, menstruation right now, use a tampon, like kind of plug it up, and I don't like saying that term, but basically and keep Mm. going, off we go. And we're just disconnecting from this beautiful natural cycle of our body, which is such a key indicator to our health and wellness. Um, And so many women are having late periods, missed periods, no periods, different types of bleeds, all these things that are really, like I said, key indicators to something needs our attention, something needs some adjustment or support or remedying in some way. Um, So that's just like one aspect, but really connecting with ourselves 
and what we need in any given moment, whether it's to cry, whether it's to speak up about something, um, whether it's to ask for something. You know, especially, like I said, I work with women, so we're like, oh, I don't really want to be rude, maybe I shouldn't ask for that, or I'm actually really upset, but if I get if I get angry, then people are going to think I'm crazy or whatever it is that we get deemed when, you know, there's certain emotions that are positive apparently and then certain that are negative apparently and these are societally acceptable and these are not. Um, but the feminine is about expressing like all of us. Um, and not just what we're told is good, the good girl and the yeah. bad, bad girl kind of thing. So really just connecting, reconnecting with all of us and owning that and embracing it and and, and living from that space feels really empowering. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that it's so important that we continue to speak about honouring our bodies throughout our menstrual cycles because mm. so much of the time, you know, we set up like a routine and we expect that our every day is going to look the same. Um, and if we don't uh, tick those things off or don't do them, then we end up feeling lazy, guilty, and we self-sabotage. And it's so unhealthy. And mm. when you learn to look at your period or your menstrual cycle in a way that is positive and that this is happening for a beautiful reason and you embrace it, then you don't feel as guilty when you want to rest and allow it because you're aware of what your body's doing for you in that time. And I know for myself, like I've really learned to get better at that um, over the years. And, um, you know, if I've got something planned on that day, like on the first day of my bleed, um, I don't feel guilty if I need to alter that anymore. Whereas before I would have just done what you say, which is plug it up and, you know, push mm -hmm. through um, and then felt really crappy and not have performed the best that I could have performed and felt guilty for that too. So there's always this guilt associated with it or I'm lazy if I lay in bed with a hot water bottle or just read or rest up. So thank you so much for bringing that up because that's something that we all need to embrace and just um, really honour in that time. Yeah, absolutely. It is an honouring and it's so important, like I said, and exactly there is that guilt. And as women, we feel a lot of guilt for so many things. And then you're a mother. So there's mum guilt that comes along. The second you're a mother, there's this guilt for so many things, but we don't have to subscribe to these. Like we just don't, you know, we get no. to choose what feels right for us. And generally speaking, guilt doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. Um, mm. So we can be like, okay, what can I do that feels right for me? And like I said, that's that's empowering to make our own decisions and be the leader of our life as opposed to just following what, what everyone else is doing or what the TV commercials are saying and all these types of things that can really just infiltrate us um, yes. and, and, and kind of misalign us really, misdirect yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. So to anyone listening now, if they wanted to practice um, a few different things each day to, to sort of empower their feminine energy, what are some activities that you can do to like actually start to honour it, embrace it, and just be, be more in that kind of energy? Mm, yeah, beautiful. Um, there's so many things. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is spending some time in nature. A lot of us are quite disconnected from nature and the nature is feminine. All of the, all of the nature is feminine. Um, so many of us wake up, we're in our homes, we get in the car, we drive to work, we park in the basement, we go upstairs, we go to work, we get back in the car and, you know, a lot of people don't go outside at all um, unless it's to run and get a coffee and they're on the phone and they're back inside. They didn't even notice if it's raining, sunny, anything like that. Um, so connecting with nature, spending some time in nature, there's so much energy that 
nature can provide, um, sitting on the grass, putting our hands and feet, um, bare feet on the grass, those types of things can really help us connect because it's all about connecting. The feminine is very um, connected to um, ourselves, herself, nature, those types of things. Um, so that would be one thing. Another thing, really simple, I, I like to make things simple. I think things are simple. I don't think I'm making it simple. I think they are simple and I think we overcomplicate them. Um, just checking in with ourselves. So first thing in the morning um, can be a time where, you know, there's so much silence. Um, obviously, if there's screaming children, maybe there's not so much silence, but trying to have a, a little bit of time before maybe the household wakes up, like a minute or so. I'm not talking a lot of time. And just checking in with yourself, like feeling in, maybe putting a hand on your heart or your belly and just like seeing how you feel that day. I'm feeling really tired. Okay. I'm going to just maybe not do that extra task that I hope to do today. I'm going to take a bit of pressure off. Or I'm feeling amazing and I really want to go for a walk and get in the sunshine. I'm going to make sure that I, I focus on that and I'm having lunch with Sandy. So maybe I'll ask if we can have it in the park or something like this where we can just be really listening and honouring um, our needs and our energy levels um, each day. Um Another thing can be connecting with the menstrual cycle, as we've been speaking about, like many people don't know when their period is due. They're just like, oh, here it is. Um, they don't know how regular their cycle is. Um, those types of things, just simply tracking can then create, create that connection to like, oh, okay, that's why I'm feeling tired and a little bit sensitive right now. My period is due in five days then we have more compassion for ourselves. And I think compassion is everything, self-compassion, obviously compassion for everybody, but compassion for self. Um, I'm forever saying to my clients, like self-acceptance and self-compassion, <laughs> like I just feel like I repeat it over and over again. Um, but, yeah, that then can remedy that guilt that you were speaking about. So, yeah, yeah, having that connection and compassion with ourselves is amazing. That's so great. So tuning in with yourself each morning, like, would be ideal to just see where is it that I'm feeling, um, what I'm feeling, is it in my gut, is it in my chest, am I feeling anxious, do I feel joy and just those like you know those checkings each day it doesn't even have to be only in the morning I sometimes do it a few times throughout the day and I say like mm. okay what do I need right now and it just helps, it helps you to feel so good and it helps you to actually be better to those around you because you are filling up your own cup and you're giving yourself what you need and you know that's always great so yeah. I wanted to um, ask as well because sometimes we have this idea that the feminine energy is not really powerful or that she's probably like weaker or like more mm. soft and sensitive but in fact she really is powerful so like how is it that we can explain that that she really mm. is powerful yeah yeah well the way I like to um explain that is like when you think of like a mama bear or a lioness protecting her cubs or something like that you know she's fierce so the feminine is fierce it's not like aggressive like aggressive is more masculine right and more of the unhealthy masculine um but this fierceness is like I'm going to protect you I love you that much I'm protecting you I'm not like going out and trying to start fights and these types of things but I'm I'm here protecting you because I love you so much and I'm nurturing you and I'm protecting your energy your space all these types of things so that's like a very simple and that's quite visual I'm quite visual so I can kind of picture that and see that whether it's like being in Africa or on that geographic or something like that, we can see that image, you know, we can see what that looks like. Um, and it is fierce. It's this, this 
different power. It's more like this inner power that I would speak of as opposed mm. to this exerting power over you and I'm better than you and I'm stronger than you and I'm blah, 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 these types of things which just don't resonate with me at all. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and it's it's not this soft, weak, submissive um, energy that we've spoken about or um or person that we that we think about and we've been told that that's what the feminine is um that could be kind of like an a disempowered feminine like absolutely they can be um like wounded feminine aspects so to speak um whereas healthy feminine is really discerning like she knows we know what we want and she's going to ask for it She's not going to go out there and fight and demand and be aggressive, but she's going to say, like, this is what I'm worth. I know my worth and this is what I'm asking for and this is what I'm standing for. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm going to speak for um, and that there's power in that. And it's this, that's that's how I call it, like this inner power. It's like this, this not gentle but just um, solid power that isn't loud and aggressive and having to be like all these things externally. It's like inner you can't even sometimes see it unless someone someone needs to um, action that in some way and like voice something. But it's just yeah. a feeling as well of just like knowing I've got me. I know what I believe in. I know what I stand for. I know what I'm a no to. I know what I'm a yes to. Um, that is that feminine power to me. Oh, I love that. So strengthening that would be becoming aware, I suppose, of where what makes you feel good, what makes you um, not feel so great, and then also like what you want to take part in and setting those boundaries. So it's really awareness and then you can mm. really embrace her more and more or it more and yeah. more. I refer to her as her, but it's how I, how I associate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I do as well. I do as well. Um, but, yeah, it's not necessarily meaning, like, the female. It's just her. Like, yeah. when we speak about the um, mother nature, that's a her. That's a feminine, right, um, and these types of things. And the son is more masculine. It's a he. So that's how we identify it. But it's not It's not necessarily male and female. So I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's exactly that. Exactly that. It's beautiful. So you also, um, you mentioned before about pleasure. And this mm. sometimes can be like a topic that, oh, doesn't really get spoken about. Like, you know, and I love that you are doing so much work around this. So what is your perception of pleasure when you say pleasure? Like, what do you mm. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is the first thing I say when I speak to people about pleasure. I'm like, so are you thinking I'm meaning sexual pleasure? And people are like, yes, is that what we're talking about? Um, because that's how we, when we hear the word pleasure, we often think sexual pleasure. Um, and yes, that's an aspect of it, of course. However, I explained that if we're only focusing on sexual pleasure as where we receive pleasure or get pleasure or experience pleasure, then we're missing out on life's, like 90% of life's pleasures because there's pleasure everywhere. There's an opportunity to experience pleasure everywhere and so pleasure is um, like an energy a sensation um, that we experience in the body and it's using our senses so we've got these bodies that are able to feel and taste and touch and see and through those senses we experience pleasure you know we can experience pleasure when someone tickles us when someone um, smiles at us um, that we love you know when someone gives us flowers it can like really we can feel it in our body not just be like oh that's happy and this like happy joyous kind of state that's a bit more like heightened when I'm kind of speaking like this I think it's kind of in the mind like oh I'm really happy about this but pleasure is like this embodied experience that we feel it's like when the heart flutters and we feel this um this pleasure in the body, this this 
positive, I guess you would say, um, pleasurable experience in through our senses. Um, and like I said before, it's actually really healing for, for us to experience. And it increases nitric oxide, which is increasing blood flow, increasing libido, increasing um, lowers blood pressure, like all these things that really improves um, our quality of life and our hormones that pleasure can do. It's not just something that's like, oh, yeah, let's just have more pleasure in our life for no particular reason at all. I mean, obviously it feels good, but it actually has so much benefit. Um, and a few years ago, I can't remember when, the years have gone just so confusing the last couple of years. <laughs> I'm so confused <laughs> on when was two years ago or three years ago. Um, I decided to do this practice, which just came to me through intuition of 108 days of pleasure. It just kind of came to me. I just want to practice pleasure. I'd never really um, dove into it so deeply. Um, and it just came to me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to choose a number of days. And 108 came because when I looked at the um, hashtag 100 days of pleasure, it was like banned because I don't know what it was on Instagram, but it was banned. So I was like, okay, I'm going to choose another number. So I chose 108. And for those 108 days, um, I just did this myself. I didn't really like promote it and make it something. Um, but it was really just living from a space of pleasure every single day, not just practicing and doing things that brought me pleasure, but making decisions from pleasure. Um, if something felt like, oh, I don't really want to do that, I was like, okay, well, for it's only 30, it's only three months, so then 108 days, I can do this and just see how my life shifts just from making decisions from through that brought me pleasure and joy as opposed to like oh that kind of like push force I have to I better those types of things um and it shifted like my whole life it was so mind-blowing to me I had no idea how it was going to go but I literally I describe it as becoming the embodiment of pleasure like I was this vibration and energy that like people I noticed people like looking at me um like whoa what she's like radiating something there's something different about her like wanting to come and like be in my space more and I'm not just talking about like members of the opposite sex I'm just talking about people just noticing this energy that I was um, embodying um there was so much more alignment there was so much more ease and flow and like everything really shifted and from then I just have made um being in pleasure like a practice you know when you say like a pleasure practice I'm not talking about self-pleasure sexually I'm just talking about heightening my own pleasure for myself like every day and doing things that really bring me pleasure every single day um, which kind of crosses over to self-care a little bit um, but yeah the power of pleasure is incredible wow that's so great and it really is like what we put out is what we kind of get back so that's what we're attracting and so if we're choosing and deciding that we want more pleasure then we're going to have more pleasure if mm -hmm. we sort of have this idea that I don't deserve it or I'm not worthy of it well then it's not coming our way you know mm -hmm. or it's going to be really like rigid and awkward and not, not feeling free-flowing so I really get that and it's really that again it's that internal decision and awareness of this is how I want to live my life yeah yeah and it is we get to decide we get to create what we want rather than just be the, the victim of it or at the mercy of whatever's happening yeah yeah if someone's listening and you know they work a nine-to-five admin job that they're not super happy in and you know they have their to-do list that they need to get through every day and they haven't got much flexibility around what their workday is going to look like 
you know, and this is what I get a lot with my clients as well, as well. It's like, well, this is, I, I don't have that flexibility to wake up whatever time I want, or I don't have the, uh, the choice to just walk out and go and put my, you know, bare feet on the grass at any time I want, you know, whereas we have that because, you know, I, you work from home too, I think, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so I've got that flexibility too, and I love that, and I'm so grateful for it. But if someone listening doesn't, how can they just do more of it or still have the opportunities, I suppose? Mm, Yeah, and I totally get that not everyone has all the flexibility of time, and time is really our most precious resource. You know, it's the one resource Mm. we can't get back. Um, So we want to be able to harness that time and use it wisely as opposed to just being like, well, I have this job and, yeah, we we may have jobs that really require a lot of our time. However, there is so much other time in the week as well. So maybe if you've got children and, you know, you're running them around to things, it's like, okay, let's go to the park. Let's rather than just be like staying inside and playing video games or whatever it is or going to the indoor basketball court, like how can we do things that are going to bring you joy as well? Getting outside because nature really, like I said, it really gives us a lot of energy. So just to even sit on the grass as opposed to like sit in the car when we're watching our kids play football, like get out and sit on the grass, connect with the other women there or the other males there or whoever it is, like making decisions that are going to feel good for us, knowing that if we get more energy from connection, some people really get more energy from being by ourselves, um, more introverted and wanting that solo time. So then don't go and do all the um, things for the school group or whatever it is if it doesn't feel good but just because every other mother is or every other father is um don't do it because you should like stop shooting all over ourselves is what I say you know we really want to make decisions that nourish us and feel good where we can because there is opportunity all around maybe not between nine to five I understand that um but in that in your lunch break is there a time is there someone in your office that you've wanted to connect with and you haven't yet could you say hey would you like to go get some lunch together um Is there a way to have more nourishing lunches for yourself? I get that might take more time, but is that going to make your whole week feel better by investing an hour on a Sunday to cooking something really nourishing for your week? Like just little things that are going to support you to feel that energy, to to feel better and be like, oh, now I feel that little bit happier, a little bit more energised. Now I want to make better decisions for myself that feel good as opposed to like, oh, I'm just at the mercy of all this crap in my life that I don't have any control of, you know, like we can just kind of spiral down and we want to want to spiral up. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that, yes, like you said earlier, we may not be able to have a lot of flexibility throughout those times, but outside of that, what can we do? And um, I know that even like if I can't take my kids to the park on a particular day, then I will at least go out into our front yard and I will set up like a little picnic there and just make sure that no everyone's got their shoes off and we've all like, you know, grounding and the sun's hitting mm. our face. It's a bit tricky now being so cold and I'm in Melbourne, so it's freezing. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, in the morning we still have the sun that comes through. So we all kind of go to where the sun is and just allow that time um, for it to just, you know, for us to soak it up. So there are little bursts of um, moments throughout the day where we can choose. It's about choice there as well. And, you know, really choosing love for ourselves in that moment. So I really love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. Now you have a program and I, it's called She. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted you to share more about that today. 
Yeah. So I have two group programs. Um, one is called Empower Her and that's around women's empowerment. Um, and then the other is called She Collective and that's more about the feminine embodiment. Um, we've been speaking, speaking so much about the feminine embodiment and the, the power of the feminine. I'm more than happy to share about She. So I created She as a four-month group program um, for women to be able to connect, reconnect really with ourselves with our feminine superpowers, with our pleasure, with our cycles, understanding um, what feminine and masculine energy is within us, how to harness both of those, um, whichever one you identify with more, it's irrelevant. Um, our intuition, our understanding boundaries, how we can express ourselves, how we can feel safe in our bodies, safe in our full expression, safe expressing our emotions. Um, and I created this as a group program because there is so much power, as you would know, when women come together and are seen and heard and held by each other and witnessing each other. Um, it's like I just don't even have words for it. It's just incredible. Um, so it's such a beautiful journey. Um, that I'm running a program right now, actually, um, a she program, and it's just, oh, I just, I'm just always like blown away and taken aback by, by the vulnerability that um, the space, you know, that I'm facilitating creates for people to really be like, oh, I do feel that, and I haven't ever said that before, and that does scare me a little bit, and this is something I've not spoken about but I really want to share this part of me and you know all these types of things that actually is really empowering you know my work obviously crosses over um because it's all about stepping into our true selves and that is empowerment um, and embracing that so it's just a really um yeah a journey for for yourself to reconnect to be able to listen and trust ourselves and believe in ourselves and honor our needs at any given moment yeah. Wow. So if someone listening would like to access this, how would they do that? Yes. So um, my website or Instagram, it's all very similar, Sally Jane Douglas. All my information is on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Um, or you can go to my website, sallyjanedouglas.com, and you'll easily see um, She Collective there and there'll be another round starting in August. So, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I'll definitely link all of that in the show notes. So I really appreciate everything you've shared with us today, Sally. I've loved mm -hmm. every bit of it and it's made me feel so much more empowered and I feel like I need to trust more and more of my feminine power and my energy. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's honestly been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks, Sally. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Health Duo Show. Our show is all about health and wellness, meditation, mindfulness, parenting, relationships, nutrition, and so much more. If you are loving these episodes, please subscribe, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one.